Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by WordSprint, getting the right message to the right people at the right time. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Ballou. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Hey, it's Hugh Ballou. Welcome to Orchestrating Success. I have a new friend, and man, we've connected on lots of different levels. I want to introduce my new friend, Dave Anderson. Dave, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor. Oh, yeah. You're, um, you've been fighting traffic in Philly. I'm, I'm not far away. I'm down in the middle part of Virginia. I just moved from Southwest up a little bit. So, yes, Dave, I'm quite impressed with uh, some of the things you've done in your life. Mm-hmm. Give my listeners a little glimpse into what is your secret sauce, your superpower, your, your special wisdom that you bring to leaders in your, your coaching and your work. So tell us how you got to where you are, a little bit about your background, and what is it that you do to help people be successful? Awesome. Um, I started my career at the age of nine, making me one of the youngest uh, people to have a radio contract at nine years old. I retired from the radio industry after working with Les Brown, Ricky Smiley, George Wallace, uh, Rick Dees, a bunch of folks. And I realized that there was only so much that I could do. So it was time for me to get to that next level. And that's when I decided to retire because through the course of my career, I found that people kept coming to me for advice. Salespeople would come and have me go close their sales calls for them. And I'm like, hey, I'm not getting a percentage of your commission. There's something wrong in this. And I realized that I was making companies a whole lot of money, like millions upon millions of dollars, but I wasn't getting 10% of that. (laughs) And I said, there's got to be a better way. So I decided to uh, strike out on my own. And, and focus. I've written several best-selling books. My most successful book is called Pitch, Close, Upsell, Repeat. It breaks down my entire sales process. And I would say my superpower is getting people out of their way, out of their own way and into success using a combination of uh, tough love and actionable information. That is what I do. I believe that the best way to make this country great is to focus on entrepreneurship, get back to growth, getting back to uh, creating our own economies and and building things that would allow us to thrive, to spend time with our kids, be with our families again, as opposed to saying, oh, I hate my boss. My boss is a 20-year-old little snot who doesn't know anything about anything. And I know I can run this company, but you won't ever have the opportunity. I'm pulling people out of their cubicle matrix into the reality of their greatness. So that's what I do. Whoa. Whoa, that's a power-packed bunch of words. Now, you let a few things slip in there. Um, Your book, give us that title again so I can capture it on the notes here. It's called Pitch, Close, Upsell, Repeat. 
Uh, it's my four-step process to sales success. If you want to dominate anything uh, when it comes to your business, you need a great sales process. And I think if you focus on those four things, you can do anything. Um, you know, when I write books, I write books to make sure that people can actually uh, digest them. Uh, and you can get it anywhere major books are sold, any bookstore, Amazon, all that good stuff. It's still on the bestseller list. So, um, yeah, it's a great book, and, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of it because it makes the idea of sales not this scary thing, and it allows anyone, even shy people, to find techniques that are going to work for them in order to increase their revenue. I love um, um, Garrison Keillor's um, definition of shy people. He says shy people are people who are radically polite. <laughs> I love that. The book is Pitch, Close, Upsell, and Repeat. And is it, does it say David Anderson or Dave Anderson? It says David. Um, I decided to, to, to go by Dave a little bit later on after I wrote the book because there were a bunch of David Andersons. There are a bunch of Dave Andersons, but still, um, there's only one business bully and that's me. So <laughs> it, uh, it, it works for me. I, I'm not really caught up on names. I'm caught up on the experience that people have when they reach me. Right. Well, you're an inspiration. I think um, it, it's interesting. Um, you and I are in different generations. Um, I'm an old boomer. What generation are you in? Uh, I am at the end of Gen X. So I'm a Gen Xer. Gen Xer. Yeah. Yes, well, so um, we, we, it's amazing that we have so much in common as far as our vision of leadership and, and empowerment. You and I have had a few conversations, but I, you know, I am smarter than I look. I figured out that you got some real superpowers. That's why I invited you on this podcast today. And I don't know about you, but I got a lot of people who want to be on my show. And I just yes. turned down yesterday. I turned down 27 invitations of people who want to be on. Yeah. So you've cut through, you've cut through the noise. Um, the business bully. Is that what you said? Yes, indeed. That's the name of your podcast. So yes, it is. Bella, what is that about? Well, what it's about is two things. I am a big believer in having a distinct message or what people like to call a unique selling proposition. I also believe that we are very, very polite and very, very politically correct. And I don't believe in those things. I believe that people get really emotionally attached to their businesses and they treat their businesses like their babies. I gave a lecture in Baltimore a couple of years back and this woman said, oh, my business is my baby. I said, ma'am, do you have children? She says, well, yes, I do. I said, imagine that I'm a genie. And I can take your business and turn it into a child that has the same familial resemblance of the rest of your children. She said, okay. I said, now I'm going to ask you to choose between which one of these children has to die, your daughter, your son, or your business. One of them's got to go. She's like, I'm going to shoot the business all day. I said, that's why your business is not your baby. Get your feelings out of it. And let's talk about what's really ugly in your business so that we can fix it. How can I heal you as a doctor if you don't let me examine you or diagnose the problem, let alone get to the point where I can treat it? We've got to get over this emotional attachment to a thing that can be built and destroyed like that, you know, and, and I think that that's what it is. So someone on Facebook famously said, oh, well, you know, I don't like Dave Anderson because Dave Anderson's a business bully. And I went to the trademark office. And oh, here we are. Here you are. That's, that's like turning it around, man. Um, Absolutely. That is fascinating. I just want to alert our viewers to the fact that you're getting over being bashful. <laughs> it's a process. I'm struggling. <laughs> I see that. I think that's another thing we have in common. You know, it's just, and you dropped another phrase in there, being politically correct. 
Oh mm-hmm. my word! Is that is that toxic or what? Being politically correct, speak more about that. It it's it, it, it's very toxic because you eliminate the ability to be honest. The reason that I cut through above most people is that you know where you stand with me. I told my wife, I said, "Honey, if I unfortunately die before you, two things will happen. Number one, you'll have a great insurance check, and number two, I'm going to need you to put." At the base of my urn, because I want to be cremated, I don't want to waste money on a casket. Here are the remains of Dave Anderson. You always knew where you stood with him. You, there's no guessing. I'm very black and white. I'm very this or that. I'm very yes or no. You know, my favorite book says, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. There's no mistaking how I feel about something. But we don't do that. We like to dance around and then go talk behind somebody's back about how horrible their business is. No, I'm going to tell you because that's going to free you. You might not like it. I don't like tetanus shots. I don't like, um, you know, rectal exams for prostates. I'm sure you can relate to that. I just had my first. It wasn't a pleasant experience, Hugh. You could have gave somebody some insight. But I would rather know that I have um, a, a, a really bad PSA count. I would rather know that I have prostate cancer. I would rather, you know, not have the flu than walk around feeling good and living a beautiful lie. And I think that that's what's happening. We're all a bunch of beautiful liars instead of telling people the ugly truth in love. I love it. You heard it right here on our Streaming Success Podcast. Right here. So it's, yeah, we we resonate on that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um your your podcast is on iTunes and many many other platforms. Where can people yes, find about you? Is you have your website? Where's your website? My website is businessbullyshow.com. Mm. Just like it sounds, businessbullyshow.com. I have a I have a t-shirt that says businessbullyshow.com. And um, that's where you can find my podcast. That's where you can uh, talk about advertising and and see where my next uh, events are, things of that nature. I also do discovery calls, and people can uh, sign up for those by going to bit.ly forward slash bully call. And, you know, I'm all about being as transparent as possible. If you're on YouTube, there's 2.4 million viewers who watch what I do. If you're on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, you can find me. So I'm just about being there. Because one thing that I have realized, and I'm sure way before the internet happened, because you know I was probably the first generation that had access to the internet, um, you had to get out here and shake hands and, and kiss babies and campaign for business. And I think that that's a big part of it. It's just that the tool has changed. So I, I think that's what we need to do. Just just get out here and, and, and be as present as we possibly can to help as many people as we possibly can. You are passionate. It's really hard to be, going back to what you said earlier, politically correct and honest. I like that. I like to be direct, be passionate. This podcast is called Orchestrating Success, Converting Your Passion to Profit. Now, there's some substance underneath your passion. You've got a direction you've got products, you've got value that you give people. And so I, I think it's really important to move past the, uh, the polite talk and to mm-hmm. challenge people. And, and you know what? You carefully, you and I have talked about this before, you carefully screen people before you're willing to give them your time. People can give you money. It doesn't mean you've got to engage with them. So you're very careful in screening people to make sure it's a good fit, which is very refreshing because there's so many people, you're online, you, you see there's people out there, hire me, hire me, hire me, I'll change your life. Well, I'm sorry, you and I talked about, that doesn't work. We have to find the people who are going to excel, 
who really are going to take value from what we have to offer. And we're going to die someday. And what, what are they going to say about us? What are they going to put on our, on our tombstone or in our, your, 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 your little urn there? What are they going to put on it? Yeah. I want something profound. And so as we write, I, when, I, when I start working with people, I, I got this from a colleague of mine, uh, Ed Vogel. He says, what will they say at your funeral? What's your epitaph? Mm. Write that now. That's what you want them to say. So, Dave, why do people need you? I think people need me because they're spending too much time listening to people who love them to death. Your mom is not going to tell you the truth because you come from her. And if she tells you that you fail, she's basically admitting to her failure. Your daddy just wants you to be happy and get out of his face so he can watch football. Your siblings don't care one way or the other. They have their own problems in their own families. Um, your friends don't mind you doing well, but they don't want you to do better than they are. So you have all these people around you who love you to death and don't want to see you succeed. Or they want you to succeed, but they don't know anyone in their family who has done that. You know, my parents both were entrepreneurs to a certain extent. My father had a store, a corner store with his brothers. My mother had a hair salon in Philadelphia, but my father was in law enforcement by trade and my mother was a teacher by trade. And so I'm one of the first full-time entrepreneurs of my generation in my family. And so I'm the weirdo. I'm the oddball. But if you go back three generations, my great-great-great-great-grandfather yeah, great migrated here from India. And he, uh, he opened himself up a barbershop. And so you have all of these different, you know, experiences. And so when people need me because I'm not going to lie to them, I don't need your money. I don't care about you emotionally. I'm married to a gorgeous woman. I have beautiful children. My mother loves me and my father sits at an urn in my brother's house. I'm good. I don't need any more friends. I've got the greatest friends anybody could ever imagine. So why am I doing this? Because I actually care. And sometimes love does not show up with saying, you know what, here's a, Patricia, here's a participation trophy just because you decided to suit up. That's not how this works. I'm here to create champions and there's a champion inside of you that needs to be developed. And I'm not going to give you a trophy because you just said, hey, I have a business. Come buy my stuff. For what? Why should I part with my hard-earned money? Give me some reasons. That's why people need me because I'm going to give you reasons to give your consumer base and your audience that you're so busy searching for and doing all the wrong things for, listening to these gurus. I'm going to give you the tips to go get the audience that needs your service, that needs to see you, that needs for you to show up. I think passion needs to make a comeback. Passion is the new sexy. Oh, man. I'm going to call you every morning and get a shot in the arm. Woo! <laughs> you going to have a sore arm after a while, brother. Woo! <laughs> we have a whole host of people that have checked in on Facebook, including our, our friend Joe who connected us. Butch, Denny, Jerry, Demi, Nicole, Patty. Uh, there's one more here. Uh, we... Uh, we record this podcast live for people listening on Orchestrating Success. We record it live at random and people join us on Facebook. And I'm blessed to be in this conversation with you, man. I, um, you know, you have a manner about you, which you connect with the listener with very, very specific points and very tangible information, very tangible results, face thinking Let's cut out the BS. Let's get yeah. to the point. I, I like that. That is, yeah. that is awesome. That is awesome. So um, who needs you? Yeah, that's why they need you. Who, need, who, who, who is the best 
person to work with you? The best person to work with me is somebody who really is in one of two places. Either they are entrepreneurs currently, but they're struggling or they're, they're at a certain level and they can't get past that. And when I say entrepreneurs who are struggling, some of those entrepreneurs have businesses that are doing well or they have a little side hustle or a hobby, but they haven't figured out how to do that and break the chains of that cubicle matrix they're stuck in. I'm here to show you how to realistically do this. I'm not going to sit up here and, and do what most, you know, radical, you know, rebel coaches do and say, oh, go burn the boats, go in there and quit today. No, that's stupid. You still have to eat. But if we have a six-month exit strategy where I'm showing you, this is where you ramp up your advertising. This is the message you need to convey. These are the types of videos you need to do. This is why, even though I don't like Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, any of these social media platforms, this is why you need to be on them because you want to be where the people are. I am here to show you these things that are my gifts. I don't, listen, I don't tell you how to be a, a fitness trainer. I'm not a fitness trainer. Look at me, Hugh. I don't know if you know this or not, but I like a sandwich. I live in cheesesteak land for a reason. It's convenient to go grab one. I can pull one outside of my door and eat it right now. But what I am good at is identifying when you're making excuses and identifying how your unique selling proposition is going to change the lives of the people who hear it. And that's important. And we need to understand that until we begin to get inside of ourselves and what my good friend Les Brown calls our power voice and have that resonate with people, people are going to lose. I'll give you this. I get maybe a good 50 emails a week from people in South Africa, in, in Amsterdam, in Switzerland, in, uh, in Wisconsin, in, in Philadelphia, in, in, in Virginia, in North Carolina, in South Carolina saying, I saw a video you did, or I heard a podcast that you were on, or I saw, uh, I saw this article about you, and I want to let you know that when I started doing some digging, you made me look at myself, and because of you, you've helped me change my life. But what if I was arrogant, Hugh? What if I just sat back and said, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing that I've been doing since I was nine years old. I'm going to spin records and interview rappers. That's what I want to do. If I did that, then there would be no people, there would be a bunch of people who would not be living in their purpose. That is selfish. It's not about Hugh Ballou. It's not about Dave Anderson, the business bully. It's about who we're here to serve. Jesus wasn't here for Jesus. Jesus was here for the people, for God so loved the world. Moses was here to free slaves. David was here to kill Goliath and be king. You can't do these things if you don't show up. Martin Luther King, was, it wasn't about the dream. It was about moving forward civil rights and, and, and debunking systematic white supremacy for black people and people of color and oppressed people in America. So it's not about the man, it's about the message, and it's about making sure that the messengers, all of the messengers who resonate with those particular messages, can get out there. That's why I'm here. Wow. Wow. You, you know, you have this unique ability to focus on the essential messages. There's no, there's no noise in what you're saying. It's very, very strategic. So I think people who uh, qualify to work with you are, are quite blessed because you can impact their lives and then they can impact lots of other lives. It must be really satisfying to you to know that you impact a whole lot of people through the people that you empower. Is, am I right? 
Absolutely. You know, I had uh, my favorite, my favorite client story is a woman named Kelly. And I met Kelly at a business meeting. There were a bunch of entrepreneurs sitting around and, and roundtabling. And I was asked uh, to give some advice to these people. And this woman, she says, this woman, Kelly, she says, well, I have this business, but I'm spending this money on this, that, and a third. And I don't know what it is for you, Hugh, but in my process, because I'm working in my gifts, I black out. I will go on a stage and I will speak and I'll ask the presenter, our friend Joe, he'll tell you, I'll say, hey, what, what, was that good? He's like, are you kidding me? Look at them. They're happy. And I'm like, but what did I say? And he's like, what do you mean? What did you say? You said this, that, and the third. I'll go back and watch the tape and I'm like, wow, because it's not me. It's something inside of me that comes through me. So I blacked out on this girl. And when I came to, you know, my buddy had tapped me on the shoulder. And so I broke out of whatever it was I was spitting at her. Her tears were just falling down her face and I felt so bad I handed her a tissue. And I said, listen, I'm not here to hurt you. I said, but I guarantee you, if you listen to me, you will make more money than you will ever make. And sure enough, she went from having a business that was doing, you know, $800, $900 a month to ten and fifteen and $20,000 a month, you know, selling lingerie for plus size women. She did not realize her power. And while that may seem like a really, really small sub niche of a niche market, there's a whole lot more uh, women who are qualified as plus size than they are who can fit in the Victoria's Secret line. But you have to have somebody come along and show you that. I didn't come out of my mother's womb knowing how to speak and tie my shoes. I learned those things. And so I'm the son of a teacher, so I want to teach. And I think that that's impactful. And I think that when people get satisfied, when people are able to tell their bosses to go, you know, uh, jump off a bridge that they feel empowered, like they're in control of themselves. They're not subject to all the many things that are out here in the world. They're able to really be free and breathe and spend time with their kids. I do what I do so I can take my kid to daycare and pick her up every day because I'll be damned if either of my children don't know that their daddy was there for them. That's why I do this. And I'm not the only daddy. I'm not the only parent. I'm not the only husband or wife you know, out here who, who wants that for themselves. And I'm here to get those people. And then those people will reach other people. And then at the end of the day, people will truly live in their purpose. That's all I want out of life. I can die happy knowing that people lived in their purpose because of some small thing I said or did. Wow. So I've, uh, I've clarified, you know, I work with so many people can't not articulate why people need them. You're very clear. You're very clear on your target market. You're very clear on the impact of your work. And those are what I find missing in a lot of thought leaders like you, people that are authors, coaches, consultants, speakers. Um, there's a lot of people doing those things. Very, very few of those people can cut through to the chase like you're doing right now. Um, you are, are, do you realize how rare these gifts are? You know, I'm coming to that. The, the longer I do this, the more I realize how, how rare it is. And I'm going to say this really quickly because this is your interview, not mine. Um, there are a bunch of people out here who are frauds. There are a bunch of people out here who are snake oil salesmen and women. There are a bunch of people out here who are as fake as a $3 bill covered in honey mustard. I don't know why people don't do the research, but if you Google the business bully, if you look up Dave Anderson, you find things, you will find that everything that I'm saying is true. I don't have to lie because I don't have good memory. I don't. So I know what it is that I do, but the problem with this industry, Hugh, I'm going to say it because you're too polite and too kind. And maybe one day in a couple of years, I'll be like you. But right now, I'm full of fire and vinegar. Um, 
<laughs> the problem, the great thing about the internet is that anybody can get on here and express themselves. The problem with the internet is that everybody can get on here and express themselves. Any chucklehead can write a book. Any any dumb schmuck can, can build a website. Anybody can call themselves a coach. And then what happens is you and I, who are legitimate individuals, who actually give geometric and, and, and definitive results for our clients day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, get lumped in with the rest of these charlatans and nobody wants to call them out. Well, hello, that day is over. I'm calling you out when I see you. I don't care. Most of you are not worth the paper you were printed on and most of you ought to be ashamed of yourself and should jump off of a bridge immediately with zero bungee cord so that you can make room for those of us who are actually out here trying to impact people. I'm sorry, it's not nice, but it's the truth. No, no, you don't want to be polite. And I just, uh, I'm sorry you think I'm polite because I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm just, I'm just trying to be a good, faithful interviewer. So, um, well, but thank you. That's a compliment. I, I do respect people. However, um, my favorite quote is by a Christian theologian, Reinhold Niebuhr. And he says, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Amen. And so I commonly do that in my keynotes, and I, um, I like to, I like for people to be uncomfortable. That's where we're going to grow. That's where we're mm -hmm. going to grow. So um, tell us another story of somebody you work with that really, really was touched you, and and they they took your wisdom and did something significant. Give us another story. Okay, there was a kid I knew, um, and let's just call him Chuck. And Chuck was a personal trainer. Chuck had amazing skills. He was, he was handsome. He was smart. He was very talented in helping people achieve results with their bodies and nutrition the whole nine. And he was working for a company and that company had him as a trainer, but he could only work so many hours. He couldn't get into the gym after hours. He couldn't work with clients. And I built out a structure for him. And in 90 days, he quit his job and he's making six, uh, six figures going on seven, um, helping high end clients um, with their businesses. Um, the reason we're not uh, working together right now is that there were certain things that took time. And because there were certain things that happened very quickly, he thought everything should happen very quickly. I said, if you just hang in there, you're going to see something great. And he wouldn't hang in there. He thought he could go off and do on his own. And he's doing very well. Don't get me wrong. I don't think once you feel like you've got what you need, cool, but be prepared to deal with that. And so he got what he needed. He left. And then the next day I was on national television. He, he hit me up like, I didn't know. I said, you should have listened. You know, so I, I believe in helping people do what they do. I'm not out to create an army of Dave Andersons. I wouldn't want that. My wife would beg you to kill me if I did that. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, like Les Brown said, if you have somebody who is fighting for their limitations, they get to keep them. Yes, he's making money. Yes, he's doing well. Could he be bigger? Yes. Could he have several best-selling books? Yes. Could he uh, have had a growth in his online fitness program? Yes, but he chose not to. So even in success, sometimes the taste of success overpowers the hunger for a global domination perspective. And I think that that's, you know, it's important. I can sit up here and tell you success stories all day, and that is a success story, but I'm also going to have to temper success stories with the reality of what happens when people get a little too gung-ho. Amen, amen. Um, Les Brown is, is a dear friend of mine as well. And there's an interview I did with him on thenonprofitexchange.org. You might be interested in checking that out, thenonprofitexchange.org. And I had to follow Les on stage twice in my career. 
and we talked about that, and, and he chuckles about it, and he's saying, okay, yeah, Hugh Blue, you're on stage, and Les Brown, where's your opening act? <laughs> he's a brilliant man. He's, he's got, we're doing the Les Brown Foundation. He's going to uh, prevent, uh, have programs to prevent people going back and back and back and back to prison again. Um, so I want to, this is, this is intense stuff, and I've learned that people listen to shorter podcasts more so we're gonna we're gonna taper it off here. You and I have a lot more conversations to have, and we Absolutely. will schedule some things that we can do uh, together in tandem. Whatever you, it's just inspiring to be in your presence. I'd like you to think about a closing tip, a closing thought, a closing challenge for people. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick commercial. We have a sponsor, um, Word Sprint. Word Sprint. It's fast. It's Word. dot com. I'm, I'm connected with my tribe because WordSprint helps me cut through the noise of email. People don't read your emails. People aren't getting your text. We need to put something in their hand. Bill Gelmer and his team at WordSprint, WordSprint know how to create the documents, the rhythm, and target the people with your message so your tribe stays connected. It's called Top of Mind Marketing. WordSprint.com. Click on there. Ask for a free consultation. Tell them. You sent you. They print non-performance, non-profit performance magazine, and we mail it. They are consummate professionals. So WordSprint.com. They are a loyal sponsor of Center Vision. So why don't you check them out? We use them. You should. Dave, that's a really important sponsor for for my foundation, and I wanted to give them some recognition. So what what do you want to leave with people? What's a challenge or a thought or a tip you want to leave with people? I would say this, most people are not honest, especially with themselves. So I challenge you to be honest as to why it is that you're not showing up in all the places you want to. And mostly it's not because you're scared of the camera. It's not because you're uh, worried about, you know, the way that you look. What you're really worried about is there are a bunch of people who are going to see you, hear you, get that message, and you won't be able to control the narrative on how they talk about you. We have to get over that because on the other side of people's opinions is your destiny, is your passion, is your freedom, is your money. So I challenge you, if you're ready to make something happen, uh, you can feel free to reach out to me, uh, bit.ly forward slash bully call. I'm very easy to find, bit.ly forward slash bully call. Or you can text business bully, two words, to 31996. That's business bully to 31996. 31996. And the word is business bully. Dave Anderson, you are brilliant, man. I'm pleased to know you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with my audience today. Well, thank you for allowing me to share. This has been very therapeutic for me. Now I'm going to go murder a sandwich. Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.